No, he didn't slam you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. And welcome everybody to Locked On I Racing Live. We are episode, I guess this is number one. I guess I can't say anything else. I'm Peter Wilco Wilkinson. We're back for another podcast. There you go, Braden. He read, read all the stuff in the thing, and I'm actually trying to read it. Uh, it is season two, week five. We're here. I'm Peter Wilco Wilkinson. I'm back. It's been a holiday, and I'm now back to write the ship. I'm here with Braden Martin. How are you going, mate? Good, good. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've. Uh surpassed you on the uh, intros for podcasts at the moment so we have to let the fans decide who does the intro from now on uh you can do the intro whenever you want mate you can even do the whole show if you want i can go home and, and sleep um it's all good i'm here with the champion race winning legend from the weekend carl withy hey wilkinson withy how you going mate Hey, I am good. All I'm back again. Yeah, three weeks in a row now. I feel sorry for everybody. They they're stuck with me. It's like uh, just like when you feed a stray animal and let it into the house, it just stays there, and that's kind of what's happened. <laughs> yeah, that David Haynes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are here with another part of the commentary team from Lockdown Lads TV joining us on the podcast for the first time. Special guest tonight, Scott Rankin. How are you going, mate? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good. Uh, I I want to ask though how do i get in on this free food deal that carl's got going ah just just tag me in whatever it is tag me in (laughs) no problems uh if you want to sponsor our podcast and you have free food to give us let us know scotty rankin will be part of that sponsorship deal no problems at all he will eat food he will tweet about it he will instagram about it he'll probably even snapchat naked about it only fans oh sorry no apparently no he doesn't have his only fans account for food not for food, people. Only fans don't go there for food. Anyway, we're here tonight. We promised you something a little bit different, and then I went on holiday, so we didn't really do it. But I'm back now, and we're going to do a live version of the podcast, and then we're going to record a news and results one afterwards. So uh, you're here live. Thank you, Hoffy. Thank you, uh, Admins T-O-C-E. I assume that's the Admins of, T- of the O-C-E. Um, and Dave Douglas and Peter Baxter for joining us live at the moment and chatting in the said chat areas. We're here to talk about what we've been up to. I want to talk to Braden because he won a race on the weekend, but I really need to hear Carl's version of how he won a race of Anne's car on the weekend. What happened, mate? Well, what can I say? It's all down to my pure talent and skill as a racing driver. Um, Everybody... He underestimates me uh, often. And this weekend, I proved that I'm not all talk. I can actually win a race. And I did it in style by winning it by a whole lap as well, uh, beating uh, Dylan O'Shea and Daniel Hedeshide by, you know, multiple laps and just absolutely destroying the field. I just, just absolutely annihilated them. Um, we were driving at Owendale and uh, in the street stocks. And, uh, yeah, just pure skill on my behalf. Just uh, absolutely... Uh, no luck or the fact that the rest of the field managed to kill themselves and it was a figure of eight track and basically a destruction derby where I got lucky. <laughs> Nothing to do with that. It was just pure skill and and, uh, and talent. We have uh, we have pure legend in our midst here. This is amazing. I just can't believe you beat the people that you are naming off there. Daniel Hedeshide, of all people, how can you beat someone of that calibre? Carl, what did, did you do a speech afterwards? Uh, of course. 
course. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did my, thank my pitch crew, my sponsors, of course, and everybody like that. But, uh, you know, Neil Pearson as well. Uh, the, the two time Anscar champion, Edward Foster, was lounging down in P9, you know, barely even on the pace. Useless driver that he is. Um, you know, it's just absolutely destroyed the field. People like Andrew Dyson, uh, you know, multiple race winners were there and, you know, just none of them could keep up. Uh, we were also with the Weekend Warriors as well. It was the Easter Trail. Um, so there was multiple races over the weekend with Weekend Warriors and Anne's car. And it was a good laugh and a good lot of fun. But it, it was good to get that victory because uh, a lot of people knew that I would not shut up about it. And uh, yeah. Just just so you're aware, we have got the news and results schedule right here. There's a, a 45 minute window put in for the Anne's car wrap for this week. It's, this is amazing. I can't wait to listen to that later on. Uh, but look. Sorry, Scotty. Look, we normally get into it when I do a podcast. We get a guest on. We go straight into what they've been up to and introduce them and, and, and talk about them. But I just had to talk about the victory. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. No, keep going, keep going. Because I, I, I can guarantee you the next 50 times that Carl and I do commentary together, that is all I'm going to hear about. You remember that time? <laughs> I won a race, Scott. Yes, Carl. And, and, yes, he, and here comes Neil Pearson, the guy I beat, up the inside here. I wonder if he's going to be driving better tonight. Is that what we're going to hear all the way through it? Pretty much, yeah. Um, you know, constantly, I will be bringing it up. So, yeah, it's, I'm going to be insufferable for the rest of the season now. And, um, yeah, it's all of our own fault for not wrecking me. Uh, they should have tried harder to destroy me in that race. Is that because you're going One too job. slow? One job, Anne's Carfield. <laughs> One job, take Carl out, and you couldn't get that right. Uh. Well, in all fairness, in the first race, I did manage. We, we had basically no penalties, no cautions, nothing like that, sort of no rules whatsoever. And still, I managed to get like a three minute stop and hold penalty. <laughs> um, so you know, I, I was impressed by that one at least. You know, did you so have Braden Martin on well. the side of your car? Is that what you had? <laughs> Yeah, he, he he was there in spirit with me. Oh, there you go. So, Scotty, look, we've got you on the podcast here. You are, have joined the Locked On Lads TV broadcasting team. You've been helping out while I've been away lounging on a on a um, island somewhere drinking uh, pina coladas and that kind of stuff. But tell the audience who listens to the podcast, who is Scotty Rankin? Um, hi, I'm just turned 30. I have green hair. Uh, blue eyes, so uh, long walks yeah, on the, the beach. Colors, you know. Long walks on the beach. I'm married, so unfortunately, you're gonna have to fight my wife for that <laughs> privilege. But that's what it is. Um, primarily an IndyCar driver and an endurance specialist. Those are my big privileges. Uh, sorry, big. That's my my real resume. That's that's my bread and butter. I've been um, racing for about six years. Uh, actually, probably a bit longer than that, about eight years. Um, in terms, of if you count the Formula One games on a controller. Uh, that's where the love for racing really kicked off. Isn't and, that the uh, only way well, to race? I've heard just racing with a controller. <laughs> who use, who pays all of this money for for simulator setups, wheel and controller every day? That's it. Uh, so look, we, we've got you on the podcast. Um, what have you been racing lately? Like, what? Give us some races. What have you been doing? Um, so I uh, just finished up a season racing in America um, with a league by the name of Area 51. Uh, multiple very, very high level and very high rated um, IndyCar drivers managed to walk away third, which extremely happy about um, given that I had one week off with COVID and I got booted from one of the races due to lack of internet during those the floods. So um, that was an amazing result. Um, right now, I've just actually gained access to the Lionheart IndyCar series, which is 
considered by many to be the best IndyCar series in the world. So that's that's my next uh, next step up is uh, really trying to push myself as far forward as I possibly can uh, within the IndyCar world. So and that's that's actually gone quite a long way in six months. So what are you doing here with us plebs? Then <laughs> well, he's trying to be like <laughs> Carl, obviously. <laughs> Look, somebody's <laughs> got to rein Carl's ego back in. Okay, that's fair. How do you how do you qualify for something like that? What was the process? Um, first and foremost, uh, I needed to have somebody within the league actually uh, sort of put my my driving talents uh, and pedigree forward. That I am. Um, they don't set any hard and fast sort of regulations. It's more of a we're going to add you to the driving pool, but to do that, you know, you need to have a couple of people sort of stand up for you. Um, next is I've now got to compete in a whole bunch of practice sessions. Um, so the goal of those is just to prove a first and foremost safety. Um, obviously I can race side by side. I can race in a big pack of Indy cars. Um, and then after that, it's about pace, um, start to sort of qualify my way in. They're not really going to deny me. I mean, provided I can stay towards the, you know, middle of the field that, you know, there's not really going to be many issues, but getting into the league was the, was the big step and I've now achieved that. So. Excellent. Yeah. Have we got, is it Indy 500 months next month or is it the month after it is next month? Uh, I think it's May. I think it's yeah, May. Usually May. Yeah, what the, the the one weekend is the fixed series, and then the very next week on it's the open series, which is actually split up into two separate events. So, probably like May, June, July, and then finally in <laughs> August or something, isn't it? Like, no, no, no. no. The, the 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 iRacing one's May, but uh, no, I think the Indy Five Hundred IRL is actually coming up in the very near future as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's a whole month. It, we we only worked out last year the first time we'd ever followed it because the Scotty Mac was over there, and it's like. Is it still going? Have they still have they qualified yet? And this is about three weeks into the process. Twenty ninth of May, if you want to know. Twenty ninth of That's May. That's the so. real one. Yeah, but yeah. where's the more important one? The i racing one. <laughs> it's, it's around the same weekend, I assume. Now, are you hyped for the Indy Five Hundred? And how is that the first race you'll be going in in this league, or is there going to be a few more bet- between now and then? Uh, there is a couple, uh, I believe my first race will be Kentucky, uh, which will be around the 10th of May at our time. Uh, I've actually had to apply for special dispensation actually for, for my job to allow me to work from home on that day. Um, because <laughs> the races start 1230, I think out in, in New South Wales time. So, um, they've been, they've been quite supporting of me. Um, so that's obviously can't thank them, them enough, but, um, yeah, and then Indy 500, I think, is for Lionheart is actually, I think it's towards the tail end of June. So they, they actually don't line up with the real world race. Yeah. No problems. Were you mighty impressed with Scotty's ability to spin it at the hairpin at Long Beach and not get flipped into the moon? Like so many other not people get do? flipped into the moon. That's, that's the real <laughs> skill. <laughs> as soon as I saw I him mean, hit that wall, I'm like, I've done that before, but I end up over the fence on my roof for some unknown reason. And I saw someone else... Head a shot, I think it was actually, Carl. Your little man, you beat, ended up uh, in a skippy in the moon on that corner in iRacing. So uh, bring it back, bring back the bouncy curbs at Long Beach. <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> uh, were you impressed though with his ability to spin that around and not take anyone out as they came around the corner? Yes, um, but that also speaks qualities about Scott McLaughlin as well. I mean, if you have a look, he just he has that knack of of putting himself in those aggressive positions, but also managing to pull himself out of it. And and you've got to look at Long Beach as well as. He the strategy that he was on at the the time of the race he he just pushes himself so so hard and he he threw a curveball at them he had to go for it he was trying to be aggressive he was trying to build a run ah we've all done that yeah Brayden has you've done that mate you you pulled that one on the weekend did you yeah. with did I yeah you won a race mate I want to go straight in. I've been oh, waiting to hear we're gonna get back to Scotty in a sec you're sitting there like you're about to fall asleep but 
You've been racing <laughs> oval stuff, mate. What's been happening? Yeah, I've been uh, raising hell and praising Dale. You know, just my my uh, second calling, I think. No, I just I've been meaning to do it for a long time to try and get my oval license out of D class and up to C class, so I can actually do some proper oval races. There's not really much that you can do in D class um, and rookie, apart from you know just go around and hope that you don't die. There's no strategy involved, really. There's no nothing, no safety cars. So it's been on the, the list of things to do for a while. And normally I don't own the tracks and I can never be bothered buying the tracks because I may or may not ever use them again. Um, so, yeah, this week it was at Twin Ring. Uh, the ARCA series is at Twin Ring Mategi, obviously a track I have because of the road course. So I decided to jump in and it was actually like super fun to drive um, in the ARCA cars. Uh, so I ended up doing like seven races there, uh, which was pretty cool. And yeah, got my first oval win. I think I gained 280-something IR and bumped my, my license from D2.8 up to C3.49. So you got the automatic promotion up to C-Class, and uh, now I can try some other things if I want to. But it was you really, really fun. That... in Thunder Series on a Wednesday night now. Well, hang on, hang on. More importantly, you've got practice at Motegi. IndyCar fixed is there this week. I did see that. I did see that. I don't own the IndyCar. It's a car that's on my list of things I really need to buy. It's one of the um, five cars you don't own. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was really cool. Like the the racing was really fun. Like it's really, really wide oval uh, twin ring. Um, one tighter uh, or two tighter <laughs> turns and <laughs> and two more open open turns. Not a crazy amount of banking, but uh, enough. But it's um. Yeah, it's really fun to drive. The the Arca car was perfect for it. Basically, like a little bit of brake on the tighter turns and get in nice and close, and then just off throttle basically for the the more open open ones. And it was really cool because like people just burn their tires up, and then you just come zooming past them like in the last ten wraps of the race, and it just happened continually. The first sort of three races, I just was purposely qualifying at the back. Um, and just because I was just trying to get safety rating and just trying to avoid people and then decided to, uh, once I got up to C-Class, try and do a couple more races where I tried to qualify, um, which was pretty cool. Uh, I think my best race, the one that I won, I started seventh um, and got the guy on the third to last lap um, to win, which was pretty cool. And he was about four and a half seconds in front of me at one point, um, just used his tires and came back to me. Um, and then a couple of races where I think I started seventh, 10th and finished 7th um, in one um, and things like that. So, yeah, it was really, really fun, um, really enjoyable. I know that I think the uh, Gander, oh, they're not called the Gander trucks anymore, are they? The NASCAR trucks. Camping reckon, World. Yeah, that's the one, Camping World. They're at Talladega, I reckon, another truck I don't own, but uh, it's kind of half tempting to jump in and do a Talladega race. You have just to because... own Talladega at some stage in my life, yeah. seriously. You don't own Talladega, that's <laughs> blasphemy. I don't um, own, like, any ovals. The only ovals I really own are um, the one, either Dover, because we did the skippies <laughs> for Aussie Car, um, and, like, a couple that we've done for road courses, like, I think I own Phoenix, because I actually did the Anne's Car race at Phoenix, um, and that's about it. Like Daytona. Yeah, like, the common ones that yeah. come Charlotte. Game. Daytona and Charlotte, obviously, because of the road courses. Phoenix as well. um, yeah, and Phoenix. Look, I'm, a, so, yeah. I'm on the other side of the fence, Carl. Yeah, I'm surprised, first and foremost, you have Dover. Uh, and then secondly, don't buy Talaga. Don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. <laughs> no, do it yeah. for sure. Uh, we've got a question from the audience. Uh, Hoffy wants to know how are those ARCA brakes? 
Archibrake scrap. Great series. If anyone doesn't go and watch the Archibrake series on YouTube, I think it's Team 5G is Team something. RG5 or something. Either. Some. If you look up Archibrake's quality videos, just basically absolute numpties driving the Archer cars and he's set to classical oh, music. It's just great. They did a they did a 87 race uh, a couple of weeks back, um, and uh, Anne's car's very own Noddy Tompkins was in it. <laughs> wow and we were just losing it it was great to see him there and we just seen him and all of a sudden we just see him just smashing up the field and we're just like wait is that Noddy? <laughs> so so he has been copying it on the in uh in in race radio every time like and he didn't even know he was in it you know so it was hilarious just on the Dover thing, by the way, Scotty, if you haven't, I was in the iRacing Not Top 10 of our, my last race at Dover because I almost pulled off the world's best escape from the big wreck in um, the Aussie car um, Skip Barber series and then just got shunted right at the end of making it through about 15 cars. So if you want to go have a look at the... When was it? It must have been the December or yeah. January iRacing Not Top 10. You'll see my Skippy going around Dover almost making it through the big one, but not quite, unfortunately. Uh, beats me. I think my only entry for iRacing Top 10 is like I was commentating an IndyCar race and... I was the secondary commentator, and I'm just, you just hear me in the background, just, oh my god, no! Oh yeah! Oh, what a move! <laughs> <laughs> just hear the microphone just blowing up, you know. It's melting. No, um, no, no, Carl, because I was, I know I have your, normally your job, right? I'm just sitting there doing the analysis, and the other guy's going berserk, and I'm just like, oh, I can't hold it back. Like, I have to say something. Uh, so, just quickly, it's the... Uh... We're in the Xfinity series, sorry, the Thunder series for Anscar. Uh, that is this weekend, this at at Dover this week, and um, it is the Locked On iRacing or Locked On Lads um, sponsored race too, Braden. Because a we didn't qualify high enough in the teams championships to get the the ones we wanted, and Dover was about the only one left. But I figured we've had so much success slash infamy at Dover, so I'm like, <laughs> we'll go with that. Okay. Chastity won a race at Dover under our name, right? Yes. <laughs> he was in the lockdown colours when he won he at did. Dover, he I'm was, sure. He was leading at no stage except for when he crossed the start-finish line against Alex McKellar. And somehow yeah. he was in front across the start-finish line, but then not across at the end. It took him half a lap to work out that he'd actually won the race. Or maybe that was the dirt one. Well, I can't remember. But no, it, no, 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 no. I won, won the, the dirt. dirt one. <laughs> no, but the same track, USA Speedway, when it wasn't dirt. He. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he it was um, a very very close one. Dover's good, but yeah. not in the skippy, not in the skippy. Now, now we know that you own Dover and you have an Xfinity car. You have no excuse for Wednesday now. You know that's it. You know, got to get out there. Let's see. <laughs> no, promise. no promises. <laughs> because I know the other thing you are working for now. I haven't talked to you since um, since where did you go to Mossport? Wasn't it uh, for Scops? Remember. Anything happening at most sport? No. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm watching the races. Team owner, in inverted commas, for those not watching the podcast live. Um, and I'm like, oh, cool. Braden's doing really well here. He's doing excellent. And then they're showing someone else going into the pit lane. And all of a sudden, I see a flash of locked on iRacing or locked on lads or whatever, whatever we're called, locked on racing, flick across the front of a guy and almost clear him in the in the pit lane i'm like that was brayden yes cool i think the only commenting uh, thing was that's not the coverage i really wanted but 
I don't think driving the wrong way down the pit lane is normally good in a race, no. No, but I don't know how you missed old mate when he came into the pit lane. And who was your oh, spotter to tell you to flick spin at that stage? Uh, that was Tim Harris. That was Katie. <laughs> oh. I think, to be fair, I think he'd probably told me to flick spin about four times before that, but I'd stalled the car three times. So <laughs> what can you do, hey? <laughs> so take take me into this pit entry. You hit the wall? Do we have to? Do we have? No, I didn't you hit just anything. Lost it, well, didn't I did it? hit it was... the wall. The rear brakes just locked up. I practiced the pit entry a few times. And Did you get never speeding in pit lane? Nope, no speeding in pit lane. Locked up the rears. Rears spun me around. I happened to have had the first pit entry bay that I didn't even know. So it's actually lucky that I spun. Otherwise, I would have drove past my pit bay anyway. So uh, then was facing against the wall, stalled the car, had to reverse, stalled the car. Had the flick spin, stalled the car, then got into my pit bay. So, yeah, things went well. <laughs> oh, and the fact that um, Jay went back and found the replay and, and proceeded to show it in slow motion. It was really good. I'm, I'm glad we got on that. Um, but yeah. Anyway, how's, Scott's but go- how's Scott's going for oh, this week, though? Let's move away from your bad effort. Well, I was just going to say the annoying thing was I'd actually had a real like you that's were, probably you- the best. That's the best I felt I'd driven in a in a supercar since I've been in it. Like super consistent. That track's really really tough in the V8. Like so undulating, uh, so many spots that can go wrong. And if it does go wrong, like you end up three kilometers off the track because it's just grass and you just can't stop. Um, so it was annoying, and I got like a mega start and avoided a massive crash. So I was up like 13, 14 spots after the first you know two laps or something. So. Yeah, it was a bit frustrating that that was the way that it sort of ended. I ended up finishing still one spot above where I started. So, and the and the guy that um the guy that I was right behind as I came into pit entry finished twentieth or something. So, I was on for like a top twenty uh, ish sort of range. So yeah, it was a bit disappointing. Uh, this week we're at Road Atlanta. Started doing some laps yesterday. Only about forty minutes or so worth. Um, and I could only manage like a 120.8 or something. And I said, oh, Chasty, what sort of lap time should I be aiming for around Road Atlanta? He's like, well, I think Roy was like, well, if I'm doing, I'm doing 119, so you should be doing 118s. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I was just doing some laps before we got on, uh, probably, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes worth. And it I'm was a hot track, one... wasn't it? That's what you got to say. It was a hot track. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could say that it wasn't. <laughs> Uh, I just jumped in the official practice session before, which was like 18 degrees, so it was super cold, and I did like a 119.4 or 119.6, okay. so a little bit better. Um, Road Atlanta's hard track as well, and especially in the supercar, it's just like it's not really well suited. It's not a lot of it's not a lot of grip going over those crests, uh, especially in that first sector. So it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm glad I started practicing now and not on Thursday or Friday. Yeah, definitely. Uh, look. Uh- but for everyone listening at home, it's your uh, was your second official Scops race or third? Uh, second. I didn't. Make you did it Red Bull, wasn't it? One. Yeah. Okay. I did 120 laps of pre-qualifying and managed to complete four of them. So the first, <laughs> the first pre-qualifying didn't go well. <laughs> oh, so look, you are definitely learning it, and you're coming along very well. Uh, we may have a second car coming into it soon if we can convince. I hope so I'm tired of flying the flag by myself <laughs> up here. So I think uh, young Katie himself, Timmy Harris, might be um, getting ready to to jump yeah, in. Well, I saw him pop his name into the um, East Coast Discord server oh, okay. uh, yesterday or today. So you will not find me doing that 
serious because there's no way I'm sitting there doing a 300 kilometer individual race on a on a work night. Like it's just not. <laughs> you probably wouldn't even see me doing it on a weekend. To be fair, like that's I just no, I can't. But um, yeah, good on him if he can do that. He's a better man than me. It was interesting. I had um, my brother-in-law and all the. I had my sister up with and the whole family, but I had my brother-in-law in the rig on the weekend and. He hopped in and did a lap in a V around Okiyama, the short track version. And he got out of it and he said, how long do you race in that thing? I said, oh, you know, races go up to about 70 minutes. But man, I couldn't do more than five minutes in that thing. He was getting, he was he's like just triples. It's not VR or anything like that. He was wobbling. He had seas- almost seasickness for, from racing in it. Um, so, yeah. Definitely, the- I've definitely gotten better. Like, I... I- used to be like by the end of a 25 minute Aussie car skippy race, like I was struggling. And then, you know, we started doing the 50 minute enduros and now I've done the 70 minute enduros with the uh, SRW. And I'm, like, I'm getting better at it, but I, I, I'm just still so sore. And like my, my right like, leg's still playing up every now and then in the shin after a long session. So I st- I'm still surprised I survived the, um, uh, the raw before the 24 that's the longest individual race i've done by far whatever that was two hours and 24 minutes yeah that's crazy now you only just survived the week to be honest as well didn't you <laughs> yeah let's not go there yeah <laughs> um look carl i want to talk about bristol because i went to jump in a nascar this week to, to show him i'm like i'll just chuck in the i'll chuck you in the in the, the race this weekend for um bristol and then I realized it was Bristol dirt. Now you went around the trucks, yeah. did you? I did, yeah. Um, I was going to say, if you want to actually make somebody motion sick and really give them that effect, <laughs> Bristol in the next gen, the Gen 7 Cup car, uh, do it in that uh, after a bit of racing as well. We had cars literally off, <laughs> lifting up off the rear. It was it, it was terrible. Like they were launching through the air. That it it was rougher than going out on the ocean in a storm. It was crazy <laughs> stuff. Like um, we saw, I think it was Riley Curtis. His whole rear axle was off the ground for maybe about three seconds uh, down the back straight. It was ridiculous. Like that thing. It just yeah. You do not want, you do not want, if, if you get motion sickness, don't do it. And those guys are using VR for it. Oh, yeah, no. Nah. Sadist. That's the only thing I can say. Um, yeah, Dave Douglas was one of them, and he said, yeah, it was pretty pretty bouncing. Yeah, I, I eyed this off as one I wasn't going to race in anyway because I, A, I wasn't here, but B, it was a B dirt license to get into it, and I don't have a B dirt. Yeah, yeah that was. That caught a few people out, unfortunately. Um, I raced in the trucks, which was pretty rough. Um, I've got an issue at the moment, a lower back playing up, and I can barely use my left leg. So I was sort of having to use the right foot to brake and uh, do everything. Wait, 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 wait. You were using the brake in the trucks? <laughs> I, I was just giving it a little dab just to get the nose in a little bit. Um, just to get it there. And it was working quite well, in all honesty, until I got just got caught in like the softest little accident and the, got hit on the rear axle and ended up with like nine minutes of repair time and i was just like god damn it um so i still got a top 20 at least so that's something i finished 19th in the end but yeah, how many uh, cars were in and... race by the way um i think it was 21 22 20 uh, 30 odd okay. 30 20 well, that's 30. okay i, I thought you um, were 
you you're doing what I do. I got a top twenty this week yeah. out of twenty cars. It's great. Yeah, no, no, there was it was a really good turnout actually for drivers at the dirt for for the series. It was surprising to see so many, but like I was the only one out there with uh with the rookie whatever it is the the lowest license possible uh in the truck. So I'm up there. It's just. I don't drive dirt normally, you know, so I was pretty chuffed. You can get out of pretty well. dirt pretty easy, though, Carl, rookie license. Come on. Well, the thing yeah, is... Even I, I'm I, out of dirt rookie in dirt. I've got a 100% win ratio in officials in dirt, and I don't want to lose that. So I've done one race, got the win. 100% win ratio, so I don't want to lose that uh, percentage. So I'm just avoiding it. Yeah, I would know that if you listened to our podcast last week. I don't yeah. listen to podcasts. Uh, <laughs> I don't have time to listen to podcasts, to be honest. I did 2,400 kilometres of travel in the last two weeks. You'd think I'd listen to something, but um, when the family's in there, we'll just listen to songs and that's it. I couldn't listen to idiots talk about other stuff. So anyway, it's all good. Hey, hey Tim Cole, what's it on? He comes. He comes home after twenty four hundred kilometers of driving. He's like, you know, you know, I could go for a race. Yeah, it's the first thing I thought of. Now I haven't even turned. I turned it on to to show because the first thing everyone walks into the house. Um. Oh well, man, that's amazing. Like, can I have a go? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'll set it up for you. Uh, it was one of the biggest things because we've been selling our house. We sold it last Monday, and um, everyone who walks through in the open house is like, oh, what a setup. Can we can we have that? Like, does that come with the house? I'm like, well, just pay a bit extra, and I'm I'm happy to because I'm not taking anything except for the pedals and the monitors with me. So, you know, pay a bit extra. I'll just get some new monitors and maybe not some pedals, but I've got a, the G920 pedals out there I can give you. And um, buy a house, get a sim with it. Yeah, well, it's, and especially the, the families that came through with their kids, it's just like, oh my god, this place is amazing, and they've only seen one room, and um, yeah, but. We, we sold our house, so I'm now in the process of talking to one John Hancock. No, John Hancock, bloody hell. Uh, John from Racecraft at the moment. So uh, we have a new rig being built. You did, you did get the first part. I know. John Lee <laughs> had a shocker. No, but, I mean, you got the first part of the new rig build. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. So I've, I've, I've seen the pictures. I haven't got it. I've seen okay. pictures. He's like, what wheel do you want? And I'm like, just tell me. You're the expert. Just whatever <laughs> and he's going to go look at this one you're happy with that what color and i'm like oh jesus there's color options now um and he's gone this one i'm like oh blue give me blue so he's done the the frame or the, the ready for the wheel to be put together and he did slide apparently don't tell anyone but he slid me up the queue apparently there's a big long wait for this wheel and he's just going oh, i'll put you at the front don't worry about it so don't, um, don't tell anyone did you say it live on the podcast yeah. well done, <laughs> no one listens to this crap don't worry <laughs> Um, I don't even <laughs> listen to it, but yeah, so, um, yeah, so we've got the rig, uh, getting made at the moment and getting organized and hopefully get set out. I bought a new monitor for this TV, uh, for this computer here, for the broadcast that'll be coming up when we go to the new place. It's a curved one, big 49 inch one. So still not big enough. You, you, you're going to need at least six more of them for broadcasting. Because, have, yeah, I've finally got the okay to put a 27 inch above it. <laughs> so just the one just the one at the moment i'm not you pushing my one. luck any further it may cost me a dog but i'll get the stuff the way i want to so. as, in, as, as, in, in, as then you're gonna sacrifice a dog or <laughs> or gain a dog gain a dog i just see him going to okay. go to an altar with a dog and sacrificing <laughs> it for a monitor just just you know sacrifice his dog monitor appears no. you know I, you know Jesus. me with words 
Um, but yeah, so then this monitor that I'm staring at right now will become the fourth monitor on the rig behind me. So I will now look not look like a pleb with my triples. I'll actually have my fours and it'll be really good. Um, but I'm now toying up in that position of I want to build... I've been talking about I need to upgrade the broadcasting machine because it's not quite there. To do everything that I want to do, it just stutters every now and then. The RAM's not there. The CPU's not quite there. So to do that, you need a new motherboard. And then you're like, well, if I do that, I may as well get a new case. Oh, do I do that? Do I get some better cooling? Well, I've basically built a whole computer now. So do I just get someone to make me a fancy computer that looks cool? Like, oh, but if I do that, I want to actually chuck a good video card in there. And then all of a sudden your shopping cart's at $7,500 and you're like, I only want to spend $1,500. Um, so I'm in that point at the moment going, what do I do? And then if I just upgrade this machine, I can at least take the 3070 out of that and put it into the racing rig, which is running on a 2080 at the moment. So it's, it's a little bit of a bump. It's not a huge jump, but it's a little bit of a bump. And I'm like, well, why don't I just buy it? It's just all... Um, so a quick story, before the first Oz, uh, Australasian E-Series broadcast that I did a couple of weeks back, my housemates were going out to buy a couple of new graphics cards for their computers down at um, MSY, but like computer store in Adelaide. And so I was like, there's a, there's a big sale going on, and I'm like, hmm, I just noticed that, you know, the grammar sticks I use, that they're on sale as well. So I thought, that's what upgrade, go from 32 to 64. Yeah. So I... I got an extra 32 gig of ram i'm like okay this will be nice and easy i'll just slot it straight in nothing will be problematic put it in all of a sudden the cpu stops working so f up until about 20 minutes before the broadcast starts for the australasian e-series my computer is in bits all across the room with me screaming going why is this not working um i, I finally just hit the fan really hard and then all of a sudden the cpu started working again i don't understand why but that's how it worked um and yeah it just it just worked uh and then for some reason all of the ram was set to run at like the lowest frequency possible so i had to go through and do all the bios settings oh, it was just a nightmare and like literally just before the broadcast started i just got everything working and i'm just jumping there i'm like yeah okay everything mm -hmm. is fine it's on fire but everything is fine you were if really you told me that <laughs> you were channeling oh, your best walker weren't you there because that's what usually happens well, back in the day, uh, back when we first started broadcasting uh, on performance uh, e-streaming, I was doing a broadcast and my computer was getting so hot that smoke started coming out of it. So I had to get a couple of extra fans there and just start doing that in the broadcast because the CPU was getting so hot that it started smoking. Um, the graphics card was mildly just starting to catch on fire through the broadcast we just made it through before everything went up um but it, that was an experience as well and you know it, it, it's a fun thing broadcasting it's a really exciting thing to do sometimes especially when fires involved yeah i can just imagine that um the broadcast my it's just so hot right now it's just my feet are on fire i oh, know my actual feet are on fire hold on hold on yeah yep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so Back in the day, I was doing some video rendering with a computer that definitely wasn't ready for video rendering. So I had to take the side off the um, computer and then I put a big, massive, like, oh, I was 30, 40 centimeter uh, fan next to it. But then it was used that often that I actually got the jigsaw out and cut a hole in the side of the desk so the fan could permanently sit in place to 
cool this thing down. And even then she froze a few times, but uh, long one of those days, hopefully. Um, we hopefully have, by the time I go, what I want is when I move in the new house, which is two and a half weeks away. So Thursday fortnight, we get in. Um, I'll be able to set, if I whatever I end up doing with the new computer, it'll go in and I'll have both studios set up until we finish the move. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I've got some pretty cool ideas for it all and hopefully it all works. And I should be able to race as fast as Brayden. Isn't that what it, what it is? It's my, my gear that's holding me back, Brayden, I'm sure. Never. <laughs> no, not as fast as you? Oh. No, that'd be silly. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, don't just buy a case to upgrade your computer, buy a house. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you got to go the whole way. Because that's, the studio is going to look really good. Like we've got soundproofing, uh, more space. We get the carpet in tomorrow, which apparently I've been told um, I just got Daniel Gray slide into my DMs, but he's not actually slid into my DMs to ask me for private pics, but um, he's not doing it uh, open to everyone. But anyway, hey, Daniel. Hey, Mark, for joining us. Hey, Luke, for joining us as well, everyone who has come through. Uh, we will tell the story of Carl's um, victory again before we finish the podcast, just because it was that good. <laughs> so all those people have joined from Ansgar. Um, That's not an 11,000 viewer, Daniel Gray, is it? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. GG. Luckily, I did record the whole race, and I am in the process of editing it together and actually uploading it. So, uh, so everybody will get to see the fantastic victory of mine, uh, which made up for a terrible go kart related um, finish that I had many years back that cost me a victory. Um, Edward Foster, I'm sure, is pulling his hair out right now as I say. <laughs> he was already pulling his hair out before you even said anything. But anyway, it's all good. Um, Scotty, how are you enjoying broadcasting with us compared to every other professional broadcaster that you've been to before? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Everyone else is professional? <laughs> I think everyone else is professional. They've got to be better than us, don't they? Uh, I mean, look, it's it's how you approach it, to be perfectly honest. Um, I think I've had the most fun in my broadcasting career because... For, the, for those people that don't actually know, I've actually been an esports commentator since 2013 and iRacing was just a new thing for me. Um, I think you have the most fun when you're just doing it for fun. Getting into production and whatnot, a, a lot of the times people just, just take themselves that step too seriously and it sucks some of the fun back out of it. And and Carl and I have been broadcasting together for, for a little while now and I show up to hang out with Carl and there's just a broadcast happening. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's true. As soon as I heard Carl's on the market, as soon as FGM Ecast went went by the wayside, I'm like, we've got to get Carl. I don't care. We just got to. I've got to spend more time with Carl. Whatever I've got to yeah. do, let's do it. Yeah, acts like I've I'm sort of on the market <laughs> with contracts and people actually own. You know, you know, have rights. And I, I just like a stray cat. I just end up everywhere. Yeah, that's it. Carl, Carl, you didn't discuss this with me, right? I have a ten percent share in your humour. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, a big 10% share. zero is still nothing. That's it. Now, we've got a topic from chat. Carl Joe wants to get some tips. Um, Mark Joe, sorry. Carl Joe. Carl Joe. Mark <laughs> Joe wants some tips. I don't know what he wants tips on, but um, Brain, you got any. You, I'm still confused, right? When I first started racing with you, you didn't know that I racing did tire wear because you just thought your tires vanished like straight away. Yeah, back in the Bathurst 12 hour, you were burning them up. You and Nathan Verney, all that kind of stuff. What have you done? What's changed? How with the you, you're now racing at tw- twin ring? You're winning from behind. You, you're overtaking people every every 10 laps. Like, 
in the last 10 laps? What's what's changed? Um, I don't know. I guess there's a couple of things. One is like focusing so much more on corner exit as opposed to corner entry. A lot of people like to go into a corner really, really fast, which generally ends up with a lot of understeer, uh, which is not great for your for your tires. And I guess the other thing is probably um, the biggest change I think in my driving full stop was when I had those lessons with Daniel Morad and uh, in LMP2 and the amount of talking and discussion we did about um, like opening up your steering earlier and I suppose using the throttle to rotate the car a little bit more. Um, which you'd think makes it sound like you're going to burn your rear tires up more, but in fact it doesn't. It actually saves a lot of tire wear because you're not pushing the front tires um, whilst forward whilst you're still, you know, 90 degrees turning or, or whatever. So I guess that's probably a big thing for me that I really focus on now is getting that uh, steering wheel as straight as I possibly can before I apply the like biggest amount of throttle or that last big jump to 100%. Uh, so that's something I probably have worked on recently. Apparently, the biggest tip we're getting from Chad is taking the target off your car. That also doesn't help, yeah. <laughs> but that, doesn't, that, that actually helps avoid tyre wear as well because you end up in the pits and you don't have to drive anywhere. So <laughs> That's it. Now, Scotty, you drive Indy cars pretty seriously. How important is the tyre wear on that? And what do, you, what do you do to save your tyre wear on that besides hitting the wall and spinning? Uh, well, if you're running in the Dallara IR18, which is the current generation of IndyCar that's actually uh, on iRacing, uh, there's a couple things. Uh, weight jacker, um, designed this little tool designed to help the cars stay together and run in a pack. You hear Formula One drivers complain all the time about aero. Wait until there's a whole bunch of IndyCars right together on an oval. Um, yeah, so weight jacker certainly helps. Backing up the corners is probably um, tip number one. Um, and what I mean by backing up the corners is, is backing up your entries. You're going a little bit slower in. What that does is it opens up the corner. You want to try and get as much of your steering done off the throttle or, or with minimal throttle input. You want some throttle input at some tracks to maintain that momentum. And then once you've got exactly what Braden said, as soon as you've got, um, got most of your turning on, you want to drive the throttle back in. Um, and tip number two is turn up your tire sounds in relation to everything else. So if your tire sounds are currently um, maxed out, turn everything down a couple notches and then turn your overall volume up um, and then leave your tire sounds where they are. Anytime you hear this sort of scrubbing sort of style of sound, that's tire wear happening. Yeah, definitely. That's something I noticed with the V8s and that's what I was driving with because obviously you've, I've got a G920 at the moment, so the, the force feedback's not huge, but the listening to the sounds of the car, knowing using that more, especially with a good set of headphones that I've got now and, and listening to, to the car tell you when it's having problems and trying not to, to do that is um, a huge deal to it. So, Well, I mean, you, you've got to remember that we're in, we're in simulators. There's, there's no possible way that we can fully and utterly replicate a real-life experience. So you've got to make up for that somehow. And, and, yeah, just basically making sure that you're getting as much feedback out of the car as, what, as it can possibly give you from the constraints that you have is, is definitely a big step. Yeah, definitely. Um, Carl, you got no, you got nothing, do you? Just just drive it around an eight. No, go give us give us just your best stuff. Come on. Um, look, the, the thing for me is not overdriving it, and also not pushing too hard at the start of the race. But the biggest advice I can give people is to not absolutely go for it at the start of the race because you're just going to end up causing a wreck for yourself and wrecking other people out as well. And that's the easiest way to lose a race is by going for things too early. And it's the thing I see so often as well as people will go into free wide mode at the start of the race and end up wrecking and it just 
that's it your race is over and done with pushing too hard in those early stages really can do it um pushing too hard in general as well that's that's something i'm guilty of sometimes and if you do push too hard you're going to end up absolutely buggering up your race um going for dive bombs and things like that at the end of the day they don't work out for you um we had the 87 race in the weekend warriors on saturday at north wilkesborough and i was a lap down i just just got out the pits at the wrong just under caution and i just pushed too hard trying to get back on that lead lap uh, i was actually racing against daniel headershide as well um and oh, that it was just beat all of... the time you race against yeah, him. yeah that's it you know <laughs> beat all the time in, in the street stocks but in the a7s not so much um but i was the first car lap down and i was really trying to get that lap back unfortunately i was also really struggling with my left leg with braking as i said i've been having a lot of issues medically um and in the 87 car it is a really you know it's a tough car to drive as well and i could not get the brakes working for me so i was having to tweak all the settings and try and actually i had to basically crank up my brakes to basically be just a little dab and they were pretty much full on so it was really easy to lock up and i kept locking up and it, it, it was a nightmare it was a horror of a race and uh yeah pretty horror horrible horror show but that's the thing is just getting your settings right and also not racing too hard that's the biggest advice i can give and that, that's another thing as well is getting your settings right you say about the um <laughs> the not racing too hard the race that i streamed doing the arca race at at twin ring must have been yesterday maybe the day before can't remember um <laughs> the i started seventh and the guy that started sixth ahead of me i think um literally like on the half a pace lap that you do at twin ring weaving side to side like warming up the tires like going nuts and i'm like <laughs> I said to the stream, like, you watch this guy. He's going to have really good pace for the first few laps because his tires are going to be nice and sticky for the first two laps. But, like, he's going to cook his tires and he's just going to go backwards. And he got himself up to about second, I'm pretty sure, after the first four laps or something. And I just had a look at the results then. He ended up finishing 14th. <laughs> so he got up to second by pushing, all, like, really, really hard in this first couple of laps and, you know, just destroying his tires and then had no grip for the last, you know, 15, 20 laps of the race and ended up just going backward. It's at a rate of knots. So it's just, yeah, it's all races are long. They're not one on the first lap or the second lap. And as much as it's nice to be out in front, um, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to finish there, especially in things like the ovals where, um, tire wear is super important. You can start losing a second, two seconds a lap just because you've got no grip left. Stock cars and ovals, not Indy cars. Indy, it's actually funny that you say that because, um, it, it, I wouldn't say necessarily go out and race. Oh yeah. I've got to look after the car. I've got to look after everything because there's actually a lot of IndyCar races whereby the only time you can get the moves done for the lead is lap one. After that, you cannot make moves to the lead. Um, Chicago land is one, um, with the fixed setup. Basically the goal for the leader is run the white line on the bottom of the track. And nobody will ever be able to overtake you. But on that initial start phase, what you can get is that double draft whilst everyone's still getting up to speed. You get enough momentum to clear the leader and you get past them. So it's not necessarily don't race hard. It's race with a plan. If, mm. if you go, my goal, I know that I'm better than these guys on tires. That's what I'm going to race to. I'm going to look after my car. And it's not, sometimes it's not even look after the tires. It's race. Okay, I've got to get through this first half, three quarters of the race, and then I can go racing. And a lot of people shy away from that. They go, oh, but I just want to go racing. I just, you know, I just want to go fast. But yeah, do you want a result or do you want to race people? Because, I mean, there's fun in racing people and there's fun in results. Like, it, yeah, you know, have a plan and go to it. 
one of the other things to say is sometimes it's better to race smarter than it is to race harder you know strategy wise is really important in that respect and i don't have the pace on a lot of these people you know it's it's i know i'm a couple attempts off of most of the guys so it's more of a thing of trying to race to a different strategy or knowing when to fight as well and when to just back off knowing who i'm who i'm in a race with as well you know i know i'm not going to be racing the leaders per se i'm not going to be racing the top 10 but i know i'm quick enough for the top 15 so you know around some of those people you know you can race against them pretty well and you, you know that you're going to be racing them all race long so getting that right and also just working out a strategy now of course if there's lots of cautions and strategy goes out the window a little bit but if it's a green race sometimes you can get the undercut working for yourself or you can get that long fuel run done and and save fuel and, and actually get a lot of positions by just saving fuel and it might not be the fastest way of racing but you can get a race you can get a really good result out of a fuel saving stint especially you know ovals things like that when it comes to road racing you know things like skippies and things like that there's been a lot of situations where it's been a thing of just keeping clean as well you know i i, I love skippies and racing them they're great fun but there are a lot of guys that i race against that are much faster than me and they've got a lot more practice in those series so it's just keeping out of trouble and watching those guys get into a battle and waiting for them to actually start battling each other before you make your move um and just just trying to keep your eyes on the mirror almost i was at a race at uh, mount panorama in the radical on the weekend and it's it was the first time i'd raced the radical uh, and the first time I'd raced at pa Mount Panorama in eye racing as well. So, you know, lots of good. And it also turned into a night race as well. So, you know, extra fun. Um, I absolutely copped up uh, through uh, the kink. Uh, but um, that's, uh, that's, that's you know, that's nothing major. I, I just uh, hold but... on. I just, I, I'm shaking my head here for those not watching. That's the first time you've raced at Mount Panorama in eye racing. Is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've done a lot of practice laps and a lot of things around there, but I've not raced at uh, Bathurst in iRacing. I've raced it in so many other things. Um, but I'll give you a small the, pass on that, but that still feels wrong. Yeah, I know. It, well, it's the thing of you know. I just I, I don't race V8s, so you know. It's, That's okay. You can run legends around <laughs> Bathurst. It's fine. That's it. But look, the next gen NASCAR around Mount Panorama race, I think that no. would be what everybody would love. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> but the start of the race, it was an absolute nightmare and there was carnage everywhere and it was just watching people and just you you keep your eyes on those people that are weaving before the start of the race or that, that you know really doing those weird little moves and you just tell that they're on edge and they're going to probably cause a wreck and also just keep it in the mirrors and watching for people dive bombing you I had a guy dive bomb me down into hell corner and just you could see it was coming you could see he was coming and i just widened the corner went round and just saw him go straight off into the gravel trap and just let it happen and you know it's just keeping your eyes on the people around you having that race awareness and situational awareness sometimes is really important yeah definitely now we've got some stats coming live out of our chat um apparently steve hoppets reckons 60 percent of i races would disagree with you. you can't win the race on the first corner of the first lap Braden. probably more than 60 percent yeah, <laughs> you think so. Uh, and Edward Foster said that apparently the 87s had a clean race after you left on the weekend, Carl. Is, uh, is, is suggesting there's a coincidence there or that's actual, might be something to that? Look, a lot of people had gone out by the stage I left. So I, I'm, I'm, I may have caused one caution. Um, that I, <laughs> I definitely caused one caution, but the rest of them kind of, you know, that th there wasn't many other situations that I sort of was totally involved in let's okay. say that no problems <laughs>
Uh, yeah, so as, as Sam said in, in chat, there there is um, different horses for different courses for, for finishing at the front. I'm just, I look, I just love finishing the race. That's all I'm aiming for, you know that. Um, but yeah, watching people fly off and crash and, 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 and dive bomb and miss it and uh, stuff like that is really good. Uh, and that that's what I do it for. And it, it's the consistency is 100%, but then you get into stuff like Sunday Night Lights where you've got 18 cars on the track and 17 of them are racing really smooth and no crashes and you end up a lap down anyway. Um, that sort of doesn't help at all. But Shout out to Pete Baxter if he's still listening in the chat. Pete Baxter in the um, Global IndyCar League has been taken out first two rounds of the season, <laughs> no fault of his own. He just happened to be in the wrong spot at the wrong time. Oh, that's not fun. And I know that feeling too. Uh, well, back to what you said too about IndyCar at uh, Chicago Land. It was very much skippies and at Dover, wasn't it? Uh, Braden, you just had to get in front and then hug that bottom line. That's what the locked on line was. Yeah, I think we had about five cars in a row on the inside line, didn't we, from memory? Yeah. And we were, the plan was to make sure no one could pit and they all just run out of fuel or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that was it. And um, yeah, putting putting people up front, uh, letting them run out of fuel was a pretty big thing. But let we are getting to the end of the live version of the podcast. I want to find out what our special guest is up to in the coming weeks and where they can find you, Scotty. What where can people find you? What what's what you got planned for us? Um, so first and foremost is obviously turn enough laps to gain access to, like I said, I'm pretty sure it's Kentucky for uh the Lion Hut series. Um other than that, trying to squeeze in some racing on the weekends. Um yeah, look, I uh race control commentary duties i i'm just blitzed for time most of the most of the time at the moment just because you know i'm i want to see the australian i I want to be more successful by giving back to a lot of these leagues so i think you guys have uh, all run into me through race controlling uh with the sim racing world uh, i've been lucky enough that they've actually approached me to run a truck league for this uh them on monday nights which is directly competing with anscar <laughs> yeah that was a but- bit interesting and we've actually got a whole heap of locked on cars going in it for some reason i don't know why that's that's anyway look sometimes some people are looking not necessarily the the, the thing i cannot say enough and i think you guys would be back picking up on this is that sim racing world is about racing for the fun of racing it's not about the results and that's why i love those guys and they started talking to me and they said hey look we're interested in ovals we hear you talking about it hear you banging on about it all the time come and teach us so it's it's been a lot of sit down and coaching them um yeah this is what you're going to be looking to do with your setup this is why you're thinking about doing it here's when i'd be saving some tire here's how you're saving some tire here's how you're driving the car um, so if you're interested in the Sim Racing World Truck Series, um, that will be running on Monday nights. I believe practice is scheduled to open at 7.30. Um, pretty varied series. Round two, we're going to Coda with no track limits, which is exactly how the trucks race there in real life. Yeah, that's so, the way it should be. Bloody track yeah. limits at Coda are a nightmare. Look, yeah, but and... But they end up racing in Mexico, effectively. <laughs> <laughs> So, but you know the, the the whole plan for me is just to just to get back to having fun. Um, the entry into Lionheart, all, all things aside, it's about I'm going in there as a rookie. I've you know these guys have been racing indie cars for years. I just want to sit down with these guys and learn. Uh, if you're interested in endurance racing and indie car racing, twitch.tv slash r a n k o n i u s Ranconius. I get a lot of people call it Ranconius. Rankinus. Yeah, one of those three. That's it, Rankinus. Let's just call it Rankinus <laughs> from now on. Let's just go with that. Um, you've also got a gig here from Mark Joe. Wants to see if you're free next Saturday night, next year uh, for Saturday nights next year. I don't know what that's about, but um, might be one of those OnlyFans things. 
For five bucks, I can be free any time of the week. <laughs> oh, there we go. We've got to up our game then. We've got to pay more money for people then. Um, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Uh, good luck with all that stuff. And definitely go check out Rancunius, Rancanius, Ranconius. I'm just going to say it as many different ways as I can now. <laughs> Lucky we're live and people can see. Um, At least you and- don't have a speech impediment where you say W instead of R. Yeah, okay. Look, uh, okay, <laughs> okay. All right, calm down there, Carl. I, I still have to do commentary with you, all right? We haven't settled there. Uh, it might be a live race uh, control gig. He he's might be hitting up for not an OnlyFans gig, sorry. I, I got that confused in the translation. Uh, Carl, mate, what, what are your plan and where can people find you? Um, well, uh, lots and lots of commentary as ever. Um, of course, we got Anne's car this week. Uh, of course, tomorrow night it is the yeah Xfinity at um, where are we tomorrow? Dover, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it's Dover. It's the locked on no, yeah, racing Dover. We talk- yeah, we've talked about that before. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the cup on uh, Thursday night over on the Anne's car Facebook page and on the um, on. Uh, performance e-streaming that's what that's i'm looking one. for not locked on lads yeah. tv no not at all no no not locked on lads tv yet uh, you know it, it'll happen one day when it i forget to put the, when, I, when, when we put the wrong stream key in and everything goes wrong in that respect you know the, the fun <laughs> stuff uh and then on saturday it is the anzac round of the weekend warriors series um so that is a big big race for them at talladega at uh yeah talladega um God, my brain's just going. It's been one of those weeks where I've had so much going on in my brain that I just keep forgetting things. Um, oh, this is standard. This is absolute yeah, box yeah, standard. Yeah. That's yeah. it. It's 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 normal. And just oh gosh, it's just constant in that respect. Um, so really looking forward to that one. That is a big big one. Uh, Mark Joe, Mark Johansson, of course, in the big organisation for that one. Um, so yeah, catch us out over there, and that would be on um, Simshed um for the broadcast but uh check out the weekend warriors page um for more information on that one because that's going to be a, a big big race but of course we've got uh Talvega as well with the anscar on cup as well so it, it is you know it's a, it's a big big weekend for well it's a big week for all of that lots of super speedway action excellent definitely check all those places out now brayden you're streaming again can people find you streaming again or what what's going to happen where what do you got planned what are you doing yeah, I've been trying to force myself to get back into it if I jump in the rig and just going to do stuff. It's uh, nicer to sit there and chat with people rather than just sit there by myself, isn't it? So, yeah, you can jump over onto twitch.tv slash the one Wade if they want to have a have a gander. And or they want to talk uh, NBA playoffs. Is that what they want to do? Yeah, some NBA playoffs going on at the moment. But we not will not AFL. be talking anything no. about AFL. Not at all. No. <laughs> Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist, poor Port Adelaide. They they must really hate you as a supporter. Yep, that's that's <laughs> good night. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone. If you do want to join us, uh, we will be doing these more often. Look, hopefully every week if we can. Uh, Locked on lads uh, on Twitch. Locked on lads YT uh, on YouTube. Locked on lads on Facebook. Go check us a like, a subscribe. You know all those things that all the famous people tell you to do when they're watching all those streaming platforms. Uh, it really does help, though, if you can do stuff like that, because obviously, um, yes, gets our numbers up and gets us out to more people. Uh, don't forget, Locked On Lads News, uh, Locked On iRacing uh, podcast news and results will be a separate podcast that will go up this week. So this will also hit the M- uh, MP3 feeds. Uh, but then later on this week, you'll get the news and results 
uh, on your feed, so you'll be getting two doses. You can catch it live, or you can catch just the news result ones offline only, so uh, keep an ear out for that. We still have the full team in the background. We're just trying to give people a bit more of a break, as you know, as we've talked about in the past. Um, but yeah, that's that's where we are at the moment. Locked on Lads TV will be broadcasting live tomorrow night, as we said, for the Dover uh, 150, sponsored by ourselves, which is pretty cool for the Xfinity series for Anscar. Uh, and we will be coming live on the 8th of May for the Australasian Supercar E-Series as well. So we'll be taking over that for the next season of that, which will be really cool. Uh, and I'm still finalising a whole heap of stuff to do with um, charity work for Cure Cancer uh, for their Superhero Streamers campaign, which starts in a bit over 10 days' time. So keep an ear out for that. There will be a Locked On Legends race coming one Friday night of that. I've just got to actually sit down and work it out. But yeah, that'd be really cool. So uh, thank you for everyone who's joined us tonight. It's really good to see everyone in chat and having a, having a go. Um, talking about Chaz Mostert here, the, uh, our new guest, and, oh no, sorry, Scotty Rankin and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, thanks, Scotty, for joining us tonight. You've been a legend, and I'll talk to you fairly soon when we get you on for the next broadcast, which will be in a couple, probably sometime in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, look, I mean, you said I can come back. I was expecting, uh, look, it was nice to meet you. This was a great introduction. Thank you for your time. <laughs> well, that was one option Thanks, like, we boys. almost went with. It was it was a very tight decision, but we we, we, we got there in the end. But um, Carl, Carl, you were supposed to vote against me. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so thank you, everyone. And we will be back next week. Have a good one and talk to you soon. Bye.